into the contest. It is Tuesday, the 6th of September. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host, Shane Lee Shano. How you going? Not bad, Timmy. Still a bit cold outside, isn't it? Still a bit of a frost in the air in the morning, but uh, we're going okay, Timothy. Yeah, it's probably not as wet as they said, thankfully, this week, but it is sharp. <laughs> the last sharpness of winter in early spring. Now, what about the stadiums? I still remember going out to the SCG and peanuts came in the shallow sugar coated, in the shallow sugar coated, <laughs> and out the front there was hot dog stands. I used to love them. But boy, hasn't the food gone through the roof now with Justin Hemmies and uh, you can get whatever you want at uh, you know the SCG and Allianz Stadium. Now, Matt Moran, who of course is another fantastic chef, is doing things out at Homebush. Yeah, amazing, isn't it? Um, the, the chefs are taking over and uh, I've not yet been out to the new um, SFS, Timmy, but I'm going out there for the Roosters uh, Rabbits game on Friday night. So I'll be sampling a bit of the Hems delights on offer so looking forward to that one yeah i've been out there a couple of times now and uh, the food is is very very good so you've got to be slightly careful of how much you eat now nick curios <laughs> an extraordinary story yesterday he just blasted his way past daniel medvedev isla tomjanovic also doing fantastic at the us Open. It's, it's a real australian feel isn't it and melbourne storm captain jesse bromwich says we can still win the comp If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. got it all over Daniil Medvedev, doesn't he, Nick Kyrgios? Again, uh, a huge win, won the first set. Then I, I was just sort of watching it uh, on my phone, getting updates from time to time. Then Medvedev went up um, 3-0 in the second. And then, boom, crash opera, he just blasted him away. And very, very calm on court too. Uh, uh, I think it was in that last set where um, he had an easy kill shot uh, Kyrgios, and he, but he went past the net, and um, so the point was given to Medvedev. Well, then he just won the next four points in a row to to close out the match, and uh, he storms into the fourth round now. Tim in really really good form, plays another Russian uh, on his way to potentially a USA semi final. Yeah, well, he's in the last uh, eight players now, and he's mm. come out, and it's a different Nick Kyrgios. He says, I want to go the whole way. And look, it caught the imagination of people all around the world, including a magistrate <laughs> in a court. Now, it was was it during a series of adjournments, I think, when he said it, well, the magistrate said, oh, I just said something came up on my phone. Um, Nick Kyrgios has won at the US Open. That's a bit of a throwback to what Australia used to be like. It was fantastic. I, I love the story, apparently, when man first walked on the moon, um, they said, we interrupt this transmission for breaking news. One small step for man, racing at Menangle. Went straight back to the races. So it's a bit of a throwback to what Australia used to be like. But, uh, yep, he's definitely catching the imagination of most. Yeah, the green light's on, the bunny's on its way. Adapto, <laughs> right. meanwhile, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin have made it to the moon. Now, Australia's Isla Tomjanovic. Now, it's ironic, isn't it? These two used to be boyfriend, girlfriend, didn't they? Nick Kyrgios and Isla. But she's beaten Ludmilla mm. Samsonova in straight sets. So she's in blistering form, always been a huge talent. She beat Serena Williams the other day. She did. She uh, well, she ended Serena's career effectively. Um, but as you said, beating Samsonova seven six six one. The real fight in her game um, was in the first set where she uh, 
she saved eight to set points uh, and then smashed her in the second set, 6-1, as I said. Um, look, no mean feat. The, uh, the girl, Samson Overs ranked uh, 35 in the world and now she's into the fourth round of the US Open. This is a huge achievement for her as well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, meanwhile, Tanasi Kokonakis, he's what bubbling away in the double, but out of the singles, he's still capturing the imagination of the tennis world and others uh, <laughs> sitting courtside. He's looking magnificent. He was there in, in, a, in a ripped uh, t- uh, Nirvana T-shirt. And um, yeah, even um, his, his good mate Nick Curious said to him, uh, mate, uh, I'm looking forward to playing doubles with the beautiful Tanasi Kokonakis tomorrow. <laughs> so, yeah, he's got a fresh haircut and uh, he had the pipes out. He certainly did. Meanwhile, uh, world number one, Iga Swiatek, uh, this was absurd. Uh, it was a bit like uh, when you're playing a game in under 12. She ran at the net, <laughs> waving her arms. Uh, John Macron goes, oh, I don't know if that's in the rules. Nah, not really good sportsmanship at all. Imagine someone doing that to, to a John Newcomb or someone back back in the day. They would mm. absolutely blow up. And uh, yeah, she basically rushed the net and, and waved her arms around like she was trying to wave down a, a car when someone was injured. And um, yeah, not a great look, and particularly when she is world number one. I don't think she really needs to do that. No, not at all. Doesn't need it at mm. all. Now, coach uh, of the Matildas, Tony Gustafsson, they've got a, a big game tonight at Allianz Stadium, of course, but uh, he's got the full support of the board. Uh, I don't know if I want that. No, when they say you've got full support of the board, get ready and pack your gear because you could be going soon. Um, look, he's saying to the fans, look, just trust the process. Really, really hard to trust this process. If you look under his... Um, tutelage here. He's had Germany lost 5-2, the Netherlands he lost 5-0, the USA lost 3-0, and against Spain lost 7-0. Well, I don't know what the process is, but I'm not trusting that at all, and I think we're in really big trouble going into this World Cup. Yeah, well, we are in September of 2022. Mm. The World Cup is in 2023 in Australia and New Zealand. This isn't the kind of sheet you want to be looking at. So no. they need to turn things around, turn things around quickly. Now, heading overseas, it's interesting, isn't it? It doesn't matter what the sport is. The the video referees or the video yeah. umpires, the VAR, as it's known in the Premier League, um, they just never are out of controversy, are they? Like uh, at this 2-1 uh, Chelsea win over West Ham, David Moyes is just uh, blowing up. And rightly so. Uh, I saw this one and he basically... Uh it, uh, they disallowed a, a late goal, which would have gave them a two-all draw against Chelsea, which was pretty key for West Ham at this time of the season. Uh, and the VAR in the um, English Premier League is as good as anywhere in the world. And it was pretty obvious that this was a goal, I thought. So David Moyes had a right to blow up here. And Leicester, you know, uh, no, some yeah. days are diamonds, some days are stones. Um, we all remember that uh, glory uh, just a few years ago. Now they're in the doldrums, aren't they? Brighton 5, Leicester City 2, um, they're struggling. They're struggling big time. And uh, Brendan Rogers, the manager's under big tr- in, in big trouble. Look, their last place, none from six. And uh, I think it was their, their last half in the last game was just appalling. And um, they said none of the players have any commitment. They're not playing for anyone. And uh, yeah, it looks like Brendan Rogers is in big trouble as manager. Stay with us. We have all the AFL NRL next. Well, we're going to have a little bit of a gobfest, I think, when Melbourne take on Brisbane. Um, 
Brisbane with a good win last week to stay alive over Richmond. Melbourne going down to the mighty Sydney Swans. This is going to be a huge game, Tim. It's up there in Brisbane. Melbourne need to win. Both teams need to win. Uh, whoever loses is out of the competition. Um, and now he goes back a few weeks, and Angus uh, Brayshaw has said he is certain there will be niggle in this game. And it goes back to Lions captain Dane Zorka, who was forced to apologise to Melbourne defender Harrison Petty for saying something about his mum, if we, if you recall. Mm. And um, yeah, this is not going away. These two these two teams hate each other, and they're going to be going at each other's throats. It's going to be fantastic to watch. Look, I've had a little bit to do with Wayne Carey uh, over the course of the last few years, and I, I find him a really affable, likable guy. Uh, mm. He can find trouble, can't he? Though that's uh, that's you know that happens, doesn't it? With lots of sports people, this guy was one of the mightiest of all time, and the North Melbourne legend has uh, been caught in a, in a very difficult position at a casino in Perth, and uh, he's had to stand down at Channel Seven. Yeah, he's been stood down. Um, this was prior to the Brownlow. He's at the table, allegedly, at Crown and um, reached into his pocket to pull some money out and a white bag of powder fell out on the table. Um, he was asked to leave the casino straight away. Um, he said that it was a bag of um, anti-inflammatory, whether <laughs> really he believe that or not, um, but it was being stood down by Channel 7. So, yeah, he can find trouble, whether it's a bag of anti-inflammatory or not. I don't know what's doing in a, in a Ziploc bag, but... Um, yeah, he's uh, he's been given a lot of chances, this bloke. Rugby League, Jesse Bromwich, Melbourne Storm. Look, we haven't seen a team outside the eight win the competition. He says Melbourne can do it. They've got to start by beating a bogey team of theirs, Canberra, this weekend. Do you reckon they will beat the Raiders? Oh, I reckon this is going to be a cracking match. Mm. I think I think Storm have been absolutely battered the last couple of games and uh, they're not in good form. Um, do they have some players that can t- potentially turn the season around? Yes, they do. But the Raiders, uh, I know they had a pretty easy game last week, but when you're putting points on the board and you, you, everyone seems to be pretty confident, so I think it should be a good match between the Raiders. Who are you tipping there, Tim? Yeah, look, I think the Melbourne Storm will get home, but I don't think it's going to be a, a blowout. I'm with you. I think no. that the Raiders will really push them, and uh, I, I can't see. I mean, I suppose you need to stay confident if you're part of a football team or a sporting team, but I just can't see Melbourne going all the way. I, I think that the Roosters... We'll beat South Sydney on Sunday. Um, I think that will happen, even mm. without Joey Manu. Um, Penrith and Parramatta is a really interesting game. Parramatta have had the had the knock on Penrith, so mm. um, and Penrith decided to rest all their players. They've got Nathan Cleary back, so they may stutter a little bit. It's going to be a very interesting weekend, and the Sharks-Cronulla game, well, I think Sharks at home will get them uh, North Queensland. They've done really well this year, but they... They too tend to travel like fresh prawns, you know. They, uh, they, they, they're very good at home, and and with that, Chad Townsend. Um, look, he was almost on the scrap heap, wasn't he? But he's he's reinvented himself at North Queensland. He certainly has. He's had a fantastic season, um, and he comes up against his old team, Cronulla. Um, interesting reading this article. He said that he's kept tweets um, and text messages and articles uh, when he was pretty much said he was being paid too much to go to North Queensland and should not be given another chance as motivation. Um, so different things drives different people. And uh, I sort of like this. He hasn't come out in the press yet and said anything. He just said, I've got these things on file and I'm using them to mo- motivate myself. And at the right time, I'm going to let people know that uh, they motivated me to get to where I am today. So good on him. Good, Absolutely. And look, yeah. it's in every facet of life, isn't it? It's so easy yep. sometimes when things are difficult, no matter what they are, to, to, to toss it in. But, uh, mm. you know, to stay in the game, to stay resilient. And look at him. He's turned he's turned it all around. So, yep. yeah, well done to him. Daly Cherry Evans, look, 
every time there's drama at Manly, his name doesn't seem too far away. Yeah, look, I, I, I've thought for years that Daily Cherry Evans just does enough. And this goes back, there's some rumours going around that during the season, he was given preferential treatment as captain and didn't stay with the team, stayed not in the bubble, stayed at home. Um, and yeah... Uh, he had support from Tom Travojevic come out yesterday and say, no, I'm, I don't have any problem with Dale, Daly Cherry Evans. But reading between the lines, there is a definite uneasiness between the team and Daly Cherry Evans, who sometimes thinks he's above the rest of that team. Yeah, remember he was going to leave there for a while, wasn't yeah. he? So, uh, yep. yeah, Manly and all sorts of problems, uh, yeah, even going down to Canterbury late in their final game of the year. Now, to, to wrap it up today, I love the, the finals of the AFL and the Rugby League. Of course, AFL started last week with their finals. The NRL's finals begin this weekend. We're going to see Collingwood take on Fremantle and, of course, we mentioned Melbourne-Brisbane. You, you you went to the finals with the gr- late, great Shane Warne, God rest his soul, once. I did, mate. It was uh, back when I was playing in the Aussie team, sort of early, sort of mid-90s, and I hadn't been to too many AFL games at that stage, and it was a great experience going with the Victorians. Um, I think even Dean Jones was there on this particular day, but Warney had all these rules. You had to have a hot dog as soon as you walked in. You had to have hot pies at halftime. Um, and then he started betting on everything and, and absolutely everything. So we had to have money, 50 bucks, who was going to win the match, who was going to kick the most goals. We even bet on which centre umpire at the start when they walked back to their own goals who would get there first <laughs> and Wardy won every bloody bet and I uh, eventually found out years later that he knew at the MCG that one end was slightly shorter than the other so you had to back on the guy walking towards the great southern stand which in now um, I think about is, is the Shane Warne stand so uh yeah he even had a little bit of information back then maybe he's always destined to be the, the Shane Warne stand but Look, a lovely bloke and a, a really good guy to go to footy with. I learned a lot from him. He was always a winner. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, the Osher Group. Go to oshergroup.com and if you're in the market for a racehorse, they'll point you in the right direction. And our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh, back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like the Building Resilience Podcast. Noel Allnup, the CEO of Securo, explores the minds of world-class performers in order to deconstruct their life tools and ethos that can help us create growth and optimise business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com. Afternoon sport.